0: dashboard effect podcast i'm brick thompson and i'm caleb oaks hey caleb hey brick so today we wanted to talk about a topic which we run into a lot which is that very often people will perceive that a bi project is a is a heavy lift a heavier lift than it often actually is akin to implementing an erp system something like that
1: yeah or that it has to be a heavy lift right
0: Right, right. You can make it one. You can. <laughs> but you definitely don't have to. Mm-hmm. So what are what are some of the things we run into when we start talking about doing a BI system with people that, that are in line with that misperception?
1: First, first thing that comes to mind for me is that there's so many things you can do. There's so many things in your business that BI can help with. And it's easy to just brainstorm and, and go crazy. And then all of a sudden, this little thing that that could be small or you could start small with now seems monumental and overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, uh, at least in my experience, most of the time something like an ERP implementation just by its nature ends up being almost a waterfall type of development effort. Even though you might approach it in an agile way, I mean, you sort of have to finish all of it before you get to use it. Whereas with BI, if you're smart about it, you can actually start improving outcomes of the company in a very short period of time and truly do it in an, in an agile fashion.
1: Yeah, that's right. And another way to think of it is, you know, an ERP implementation touches all sorts of all pieces of the business, right? All over the place. But there's also little pieces of your business that may run on little pieces of software. And maybe you could take a CRM, for example, if you have a relatively small sales force, that's an easy thing to to implement, it's not quite as big of a lift, and same same principle applies for BI. You can start in a small area.
0: Well, and in fact, uh, in in most of our engagements, we recommend that that's where you should start. Um, I think it's important for a company as they're taking on BI in a formal way for the first time to see that it really is, doesn't have to be that heavy lift, and that they can start lessening the overall burden of reporting and data gathering very quickly, especially if they'll zero in on a particular subject area and on a particular outcome and goal that they're after and and really focus on that rather than feeling like, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to work until we have everything in here.
1: It's kind of along the same lines of an earlier episode that we did about uh, data warehouses and why they get a bad rap. And it's because historically people have gone at building a data warehouse, like implementing an ERP, like right? We have to do everything. Same thing applies to just BI in general, whether you're building a report or a data warehouse. You don't have to boil the ocean.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think even when one of our clients really does want to build a sort of end-to-end BI system with deep um, ETL into all of their data systems, uh, there are still opportunities to deliver value in terms of reporting things that are valuable to the to the company and to users in the company early on and all along the way. You don't have to wait till you have everything
1: right, and that unlocks efficiencies for people, right? Now, now your analysts aren't spending their days you know playing around in Excel, pulling data down, doing v lookups and things like that. they're now they get to spend their time actually improving your business or actually analyzing the data like their title implies.
0: Yeah, that's right. It makes me think of one of our clients where we did do an end-to-end sort of soup-to-nuts BI implementation, but we started uh, with one or two subject areas, um, very quickly got data and started reporting on that immediately. Their goal ultimately was to reduce the burden on their 47 report writers. Um, They figured their 47 people were about 13 FTEs uh, of effort. you know, basically ongoing. Um, And over the period that we implemented BI, by the end, we got it down to about three FTEs of effort while the business approximately doubled. Um, But that happened step by step along the way. We didn't have to wait till we got to the end to get that.
1: Right, And we started seeing those benefits almost immediately to what you're alluding to. And, you know, no business should have to have 47 report writers. (laughs) Not in this day and age, that's crazy. (laughs)
0: Hopefully not. Yeah. Not if, not if you're, not if you're approaching your, uh, your BI correctly. So, so how do you approach a BI project so that you don't turn it into a waterfall ERP type implementation?
1: Yeah. So this is where data culture becomes important and having people that are going to, you know, champion the effort because really in order to make it as efficient as possible and, um, work really well, what you should do is uh, be okay with some iteration, especially among the small stakeholder group. Like, let's start getting some reports out. Let's start looking at some data. Um, Let's start digging around. A lot of times what you see is people just don't know the data very well because it's always just been emailed to them or uh, they just trust that wherever it's coming from is right. And then they, then they get this new view out of it in Power BI or some visualization tool that's interactive. And they've never been able to interact with their data like that. And now all of a sudden, all these new insights are coming out and it's, and you start to wonder, well, that's not right, or that's not right. Um, but you've got to be, you've got to be patient with that. And you're going to work through those things really quickly. The reason that you need to be prepared for that is that you don't get taken off guard and kill the project or, or start getting overwhelmed with like, maybe this is too much because it's not, you're going to, you're going to get through that. Um, and just the simple fact of getting some numbers in front of you is just, is going to be better for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't have to have the the end goal completely defined when you start. I mean, you need to know what the business goals are, what are what are the questions you're trying to answer, what are behaviors you're trying to drive, what's the what's the business metric that you're trying to affect. Um, but often when we engage with a customer, they don't even know their data well enough to really know what that report should look like. Um and through, you know, through discovery and design uh, and asking uh questions with them, we can get close to it. But you're right. As soon as you put it in, in front of them, often those users will start realizing, oh, now I see. Now I see what I needed. And we can iterate that really quickly. So, I mean, you don't have to spend months on that. That can be a matter of two or three weeks going from you know, your first proof of concept to a finished finished product that's actually delivering a ton of value.
1: Exactly. and And, you know, another common thing that we see is when you have someone that doesn't quite necessarily know exactly what they're doing when going and gathering requirements or actually going through the process of building something is that they're going to be requiring a lot more time of the executive team or the stakeholders than is needed. So you really want to know, you want someone that's going to be able to come in and pull in the resources that are needed at the right times. And when you do that, the burden on the, on the executive team or the stakeholders is, is so low. Um, nothing like, like an ERP implementation, nothing like that at all.
0: Right. And I think that's a really important point. And if, and if you try to approach your BI project as a waterfall, you know, we've got to do everything all at once. Um, it can actually derail it because you need so much time from key stakeholders and executives that you can't get it. And it causes delays. For us, we try really hard to make sure that we break the projects into bite-sized pieces, uh, and and really resist that. And that can be hard because as a consultant, you know a, a client will tell us exactly what they want. We know we can do it, um, and if we're not careful to identify, hey, this is a bigger scope than we should bite off right now. Let's break this up. Um, we can fall into that trap. Well, and we certainly have in the past. We we don't we don't so much now. We really watch out for that.
1: Yeah, we do. I, I can recall just a few weeks ago, we were working with a client and kind of giving them an idea of what the scope of a new project is going to be. And one of their biggest objections to us was, we don't know if our team has the time to do this. Can you give us an idea of how much effort our team is going to have to spend on this? Um, and we have this thing down to such a science now, where it's like an hour a week at the very most for the next three weeks.
0: Right. So if you're not us and you want to uh, you want to implement BI at your company or for someone else, how do you how do you do that? How do you avoid getting into that situation where you're taking too much time?
1: You've, you know, you have to have people that know a little bit about what they're doing and have built reports and data in the past. And what that means is that they'll be able to take a, a bit of control over the engagement Um, whether that's an internal engagement or, you know, using a vendor, I use engagement because that's how we term it, but you could have an engagement with your staff internally or some other vendor. Um, But they should be able to take a little bit of control and only pull in the executives or the people whose time we're trying to protect very rarely. And at the most important times in order to get the information they need as efficiently as possible and then keep on going. So there there's, you know, that, that's the pitfall, right? Is where you're, let's say you have an analyst that's building a report. They don't really know what they're doing or know the business well enough. Um, so they're just constantly needing time with the executives or the main stakeholder group to try and figure out where do I go next? What's the next step? I'm not really sure I'm understanding this. Um, please give me guidance. Um, if you can get somebody in there that doesn't need that, that's really important.
0: And do they not need it because they have experience doing it with other people or that they're business focused? What do you think are the traits that make that right person?
1: It's a good question. And I I think it's, I think it's experience. A lot of it is experience having done it before in the past. Um, There's also a culture piece to it, right? So if, if your executives feel like they have to be a part of every little decision or every little, you know, nuance to a report, by proxy, that's just that's just going to require more of their time. Um, so there there has to be a little bit of hands offness, but that also comes with uh, trust that your analyst or whoever's building the report also knows what they're doing. So it's a bit of a two way street, kind of a chicken and egg type type of conversation. Um, but having somebody who knows uh, the business, or at least has experience building reports like this before, super important.
0: Yeah. So all of that plus, I think it can be difficult for someone who is actually in the business working in the business to get out of order taker mode and order taker mode is what kills you so if you're a if you're a report writer business analyst and you're just trying to deliver what the executive is asking for what the business person is asking for and, and just sort of taking notes on okay they want a pie chart they want a line chart hopefully not a pie chart but you know they <laughs> want this they want that and trying to deliver that As opposed to someone who uh, is approaching it very much more from a consultative standpoint, arm's length, and sort of prescribing the right medicine for the goal at hand, not being in order taker mode. Obviously, there's give and take there because you need to listen to those business folks and make sure you're delivering what, will, what they'll ultimately need. And you can't just put up roadblocks. Uh, if, you, if you don't agree, you need to get in sync with them. But I think sometimes it's easier to bring someone from a different part of the company or outside the company to fill that role in order to do this in, a, in a, an efficient, fast, effective way.
1: I'm glad you just said that because that sparked something for me when you said uh, knowing the goal. If you have a well-defined goal, your report writer, if they know what they're doing, they should be able to go off and, and meet that goal to the best of their ability, review once with you. You may have some some feedback, maybe some iteration. They go make those changes and you're meeting the goal, then you're done, right? It can be very quick.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I think, I think for the report writer, keeping an eye on what the actual goals are and the goals are not to deliver uh, a report that meets the exact sort of order in terms of, oh, I want this chart there and and that KPI there, but rather deliver results. So you get your end user feeling like now they're spending much less time on on actually gathering data and putting together reports. Hopefully almost none. They're just pulling it up on their browser. Um, So they have time to actually act on the things that they're learning from that.
1: Yeah, and I think we can go in depth uh, later on in another episode about building a report to a goal and how you should go about doing that. And maybe we can bring in one of our our engineers to talk about that. But um, it's really important. And I think the key thing here is establishing a goal and allowing the analyst or the developer to work towards it and then pulling the key stakeholders in when needed.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. All right, well, Caleb, we're out of time. Uh, it's been an interesting discussion. Kind of, a, we kind of wandered around a bit there, um, but I guess, I guess the point is that I want to reiterate is that people shouldn't think of BI as some big, scary, hairy thing that's going to take you know tens of months and hundreds of lives to get get achieved. It's something that you can do really quickly. You may spend lots of months, maybe even years on it, getting everything exactly the way you want it, especially as the business pivots and changes and so on. But you can start lessening the burden of data gathering and reporting very quickly.
1: Right. In other words, you can realize value all along the way. It's not an ERP implementation where you only get the benefit after go live.
0: In fact, I I think if your plan does not involve realizing value right from the get-go, it's probably flawed and it has a lot of risk that it's not going to be adopted and not continued.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key point. You're right. There's a lot to this, but that's really the key takeaway here.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Caleb. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Bert.